0: Thanks for that, Morales. I had almost forgotten that I nearly uh, took another person's life with that shot. But uh, thank you for bringing that back. I had kind of moved forward and kind of put that in the rearview view Slee. And here we all over again, I'm bringing up one amazed, of my worst shots ever.
1: Still amazed you hit him in the chest. The, the chest part is what gets <laughs> me. You I think, you mean? know. <laughs>
0: The more I think about it, that Whose if you had that?
1: to take it, is that not a
0: decent play? Because it's kind of meaty, right? You you're not getting it on on a bone necessarily. You're not getting it in the head. That would be worse.
1: I think back is better.
0: Back, back oh no, back better. would be better. Yeah. The get yeah. you know the butt I guess would be best if you had to pick where you were going to take one. But the chest is no good at all. Did you go for a run yesterday? Is that what happened? Did you yeah, did you put I... the app to good use? Uh
1: huh. Um... <laughs> Nine miles yesterday. I actually uh, <laughs> just just took off right about after seven show, and a half minute pace. Right after the show <laughs> ended, I said, "I know I still have Lakers talk tonight. Let me get nine in." And then I went for just a solid nine miles. Yeah, th- <laughs> thanks for asking, Travis. Thanks for asking.
0: Speaking of Lakers talk, what's the turnaround like? I mean, you you are a night guy. Yep. You're the guy that works at night. Laker games, Laker post game show, Laker talk. These are at nights. This is your first lap around the block in the mornings. It's the uh, the turnaround treating
1: you right. So basically, what I did yesterday is any good point you made, I'm like perfect. Bring that up for Lakers talk. <laughs> You know what? Travis had another good point. Let's use that content tonight. Actually it was kinda of funny. Yesterday so uh, we we talked about this. You know how we, we said that some of these more night shifts or whatever the case is, it's just kinda of random. Like you're walking in at Starbucks at four PM, right? And you're like, Let's <laughs> you get, get this copied up and let's get this day going, you know? <laughs> right. So I, I was doing that yesterday, so I was a little wired, not gonna lie. By the time seven o'clock rolled around, I was completely wired. The problem is Trav going to bed.
0: Yeah, that doesn't work great. The
1: that, that, that engine doesn't just turn off right away.
0: So he, can I tell you a little secret about me that, that I'm kind of looking forward to? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm always this much disappointed, just a little bit, just a little bit, when we do our morning call and you're actually on it on time. Because, I'm kind of hoping that you sleep through it one day, or you're a little bit late. So far, you've been way too on it. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to me and Funch at seven o'clock going. Um, where's sleep? Okay, just, I got just a funny no story. No showed the call.
1: I got a funny story. First of <laughs> all, today will be the first doubleheader, or today will be back to back doubleheaders. So yesterday right. we had the morning show, then Lakers talk, and I do the social show. So you know, I'm getting out of there around ten p.m. Uh-huh. Today, there's a different story. Today. Today we're doing the morning show, and then it's the whole thing, the pre, the half, the post, and all that stuff, and then back up you know, tomorrow morning. This, this is kind of funny. So this morning I get on, and we do our call at 7, right? Me, you, and Funches are kind of throwing, all right, this is going to be main topic, whatever the case is. And I get on, and it's 7 on the dot, and just Funches is there. I'm like, well, where's Traff? <laughs> He's like, we just went to go went to go grab something. He we'll grabs grab something in a second. 701 goes by, 702. I'm like, where's Trav? I'm here. I, I, I was on time here. Where's Travis? <laughs> and then I hear you when you come back, you were eating something. I'm yeah. Like, oh, Tra- I make, Travis having breakfast. <laughs> I got my breakfast squared away. I like to
0: make sure that I have Travis a little, had little snack. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. It, was, it was a little less exciting than all of that. All right. So speaking of all of that, uh, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, Clinton Yates is going to join us coming up in a little bit uh, about – 10 minutes from right now so we're going to talk a little baseball with him we'll talk about the lakers as well but here is the main topic that we were talking about it is as simple as this Salina. Yep. is tonight a must win for the lakers do the lakers if they are gonna advance to the next round and ultimately compete for an nba championship is tonight the night where this thing turns where they get back into the series and all is right with the world the lakers are that dangerous seven seed that nobody wanted to play or is their season over
1: can I tell you a funny story? After Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors last Wednesday, okay? I think the first caller I took on the postgame show, this guy was like, You're not excited enough. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, don't tell me whether I should be excited don't or Don't tell I me my feelings. Yeah, let let me go ahead and, and feel my own excitement. <laughs> but I, I bring that up because I think we're going to find out a lot. Find out a lot about this Lakers team because if we were sitting back and saying, "Well, let just let the regular season end," this Lakers team is going to wake up. They're 0 for two in waking up. So that that's the reality. Reality is you beat the Golden State Warriors, but you had to go through a gauntlet as if it was Clay Thompson was there too with Iguodala and Sean Livingston. I mean, they made it. They made it look like. That was the old Golden State Warriors team. And oh, by the way, Warriors two days later were eliminated Bingo. from the playoffs. I Bingo. Mean, they didn't even get in. Thank you. Okay, so. Yeah. So, and, and that was a home game that they had against a young Memphis team. Yes. So you're. And then we'll go to the, the Phoenix game on Sunday. Okay, hey, playoffs started. Here we go. That's all that matters. Now we're in the postseason. Lakers laid an egg against the Phoenix Suns. AD laid an egg against DeAndre Ayton. Role players didn't step up. LeBron was okay. Lakers are 0-2 since we've said, hey, just wait for the playoffs. Just wait for these meaningful games. And the reason why I bring that up because you say is tonight a must win. I don't think it's a must win. But I think we're going to find out a lot about this Lakers team tonight. I I think we are either going to start that kind of the momentum will start shifting in a different direction. You split a series against the Phoenix Suns. Or you're down 0-2 and they're 0-3 in important games. All right, couple of things here. Number one, we want your
0: answers to the question. Is it a must-win for the Lakers? Eight seven 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 ten espn at Alan Sliwa on Twitter for him, at, at Travis Rogers for me. So you can send them there. Um, I want to double back on something you said. The Warriors lost the next game. Okay, th- this is why the play-in tournament is actually pretty awesome. This this is because this whole idea, ah, well, even if you lose to the Warriors, you're saying,
1: uh-uh, 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 uh They could have right? lost because to Memphis in one game. Lakers lost one game could have one game against Memphis. <laughs> of
0: course they could have. Of course they could have. Look, San, or I should say uh, Golden State is better than Memphis, I guess, right? They had a better record. But here's think about this timing, and I'd never thought about it like this until I saw it happen. Mm-hmm. The team that loses the 7-8, is now all of a sudden they have their season on the brink, right? They're they're a they're a bad night away from being eliminated, and they just lost. And the other team that's coming up from the nine tens feeling pretty good about themselves. They just won a game. Coming and off they're a like, win. Hey, that's a great point. We're playing with house money here. Mm-hmm. We got nothing. If we lose, doesn't matter. Nobody wanted us in here anyway. They're loose and free and they won that game. The good news about it is, is that if you're the Lakers situation, right, you would you win that game and you get into a round where it's not win or die. It's not you. You can have a game where Anthony Davis is shooting 22 foot fadeaway jumpers over six, three guys. You can you can survive that for a night and hope that he turns around and goes again. I don't think it's a must win. I think that the Lakers are a good enough team with big enough stars to go into a must win four out of five situation and actually do it. Chris Paul is not right physically. The Suns, while good are inexperienced, and the deeper you go in the playoffs, the closer you get to an elimination game, the harder those games get. That works in the Lakers' favor. That being said, if they lose tonight, Slee, mm-hmm. and it looks even a little bit like it looked in game one, mm-hmm. there's real problems there. Because to your point, a championship team doesn't do that. A championship team doesn't put them in a situation where you have to win four out of five games against a team that you're probably a
1: better team than. That's not what championship teams do. So that that's kind of the that, – that's why I was bringing up the Warriors game, and people might say, well, why, why are you bringing that up? That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything. The reason why I was bringing it up is because this is the type of game – the reason why I say we're going to learn a lot about this Lakers team tonight, this is the type of game where everybody – Everybody is talking about the Lakers right now. What is this team doing? Do they have enough chemistry? Is LeBron healthy? Anthony Davis, uh, just, uh, you know, the the real conversation for the last couple days has been about Anthony Davis. Usually championship-quality teams, when everyone is talking their smack about that team and what they're doing and the coaches' rotations, they usually come out in that whatever game that is next – and they kind of lay the wood. I mean, that that's what they do. They, they come out and they make sure that everybody knows and understands this is cute what everybody's doing, the local media, the, the the national media. But when push comes to shove, we're still the Los Angeles Lakers. We're still LeBron. We're still Anthony Davis. So do I think the Lakers, if they go down 0-2, do I think they can't come back? No, I, I actually think they still can come back. But I'm not even paying attention to this series. I'm just looking big picture for the Lakers. If you're a championship-quality team, Trav, isn't this the type of game you go win on the road? Not only do you win it on the road, Slee, I think you go
0: in there and you – if the Lakers have – this is – I'm going to flip this a second. This is – the more I think about this, the more sense this makes to me. This is almost a must-win for Phoenix because if the Lakers come in and win tonight and Anthony Davis looks like he's supposed to look and LeBron James looks more like a healthier version of of what we saw on Sunday, What if the Lakers go in there and win this game by 12 points? And they just, they're just a nice, comfortable win all night long. They win. Now all of a sudden it's a, yeah, you know what, we're not ready for this. Yeah, you know, and now we got to go into their building for two. Now the home court advantage swings back to them. And while it's not home court in the traditional sense of it all, that this is the one because the more momentum that Phoenix can build, The more momentum that they can take into the next game, the better off they are. The Lakers are kind of unique in the sense that they can almost just be dead in the water and then get it, and they're off to the races. I don't think that's going to happen with the Suns. If the Suns get tuned up tonight, right, if that's what happens, then all of a sudden you've got a very different scenario where the Lakers just say, yeah, we're good. We're good. We, we, we found it. I'm going to go back to a golf thing really quick. The golfers out in the audience will kind of understand this a little bit. When you're playing like crap, mm-hmm. it's really hard to find until you take one good swing. You're like, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Playing pick up basketball, right? You can't get the ball to go in the basket. You can't make one. Finally, you let one go, and it's nothing but net. You're like, oh, right. That's what it feels like. Then you make a bunch in a row. The Suns can't afford to get the Lakers rolling or they're going to be on tilt for the rest of the series.
1: You know, it's weird, Trav, and I don't know if it matters between – I think I think the game on Sunday for Phoenix was, okay, we haven't been to the playoffs in 11 years. We have 11,000 fans back at, you know, our arena. Um, we were the number two seed, and all anybody is saying is that the Suns aren't going to beat the Lakers – I think the I think game 1 if they would have lost would have been devastating. That could have kind of started this roller coaster for the uh, for the Phoenix Suns where maybe they do drop the the first two games in Phoenix because now all the pressure's on them and and so forth. I don't know if this Put it this way. If Lakers win tonight, I don't think the series is, oh, okay, that's it. Lakers have control. I, I think the Lakers have been inconsistent Even if enough. they kick
0: their butt, even even if they win the game, they just run it out. Anthony Davis has a 40-point night. He just tears DeAndre uh, Ayton up. You, you wouldn't feel like it's a wrap at that point.
1: I'm going to go back to your point you made on, um, on Monday – or yesterday. This is the point you made yesterday. You said, why do I need to see Anthony Davis have a bad game approach the media and tell them all that's on me that's my bad mm-hmm. and then probably come out tonight and have a good game why do we have to have that that little song and dance here before you know the lakers start rolling or before ad starts rolling i think they've been inconsistent enough to where i can i can't genuinely tell you if lakers come out and let's say hand it to the suns um, and they win by 12 or 15 points tonight I would assume that, okay, hey, maybe this is going to be kind of that kickstarter for the Lakers. But, Trav, they've been so inconsistent that I can't tell you they're going to come out games three and four and they're going to handle business as well.
0: I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope that all of a sudden they look like they've been – look, you're, you're probably right. The Lakers have not had the run, right? They, they haven't had it since either one of these guys have come back. When When they were gone – they had some, you know, they had some really bad games. They had some games that were okay. They had some games where they were competitive in. But we kept telling each other, "Hey, look, once they come back and once they get a couple of games, it's going to take." It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Now the the flip side of it could be that it hasn't happened yet because they've only played four or five games fully loaded. That this will be, you know, a little bit further down the line. That maybe we're getting close to it. Or, Slee, and here's the part that makes me stay up at night. Here's the part that had me so worried about the Lakers after game one. Maybe it's just not going to happen. Maybe it's not a matter of, hey, they'll figure it out at some point. Hey, LeBron will look like LeBron. AD will start playing like AD. Maybe it's one of those years, every team has it, yeah. where you just say, you know what, it just, it just never came together. The, the, the mix wasn't good. Last year's mix, in retrospect, was fantastic. Sure. Everything kind of fit together Perfectly, Rondo and McGee and Howard and all these guys that sometimes competition in the West it broke perfect. Mm -hmm. The seating was good. The bubble seemed to be they navigated it better than others because they had better leadership than others. None of those factors seem to be in play right now. None of those things seem to be where the Lakers are heading into the uh, the game two tonight.
1: Well, Travis, I'll I'll say this too. I, I I think the that that's why I I hesitate because if we're still asking that question now. We kind of, look, we expect Lakers to win tonight, right? But let's say they won. I don't think, since we have not seen them rolling over the last couple of months, it's tough for me to say, well, if they win tonight, they're all good to go. They're going to win two, three in a row, whatever the case is. I think you almost got to take it game by game until they convince us otherwise. All right, Clinton
0: Yates is in studio. He's going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts on this, and there's no chance he gets out of there with me talking.
1: Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all
2: the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity
0: to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download ESPN bet today what a play
2: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: a little baseball with Clinton as well that's all coming up Travis Ensley 710 ESPN
1: (laughs) it's good advice just stay right here it's good advice right after this Kellerman and Mason in Ireland little uh Sedano LZ and Cap and then pregame show where are they they going to go
0: that's all great, but I really just care if they show up for our show. Eight fifty-five. Wow. That's what I need. That that that's uh, you. You are starting to get this right. I'm about me about ninety four and a half percent of the time.
1: Every once in a while, I'll be magnanimous. I'm, but, wait, uh, I'm waiting for your promo to say, uh, <laughs> "Hey, starting at eleven o'clock, turn your radio off." <laughs> and I way don't way think we'll around, do that. I don't turn think it we're going to do that. back on at eight fifty-five.
0: All right. You guys all know Clinton Yates. He's joining us here right now. You see him all over the network, all over the station, host of Drip Drive, which is
3: absolutely awesome. How are you feeling, Clinton? I'm good, man. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. How are you all? I heard you guys were kind of... Sliwa was getting nervous that you weren't going to make the show. That always makes me laugh when was in a
1: tight spot on the mic. Yeah, listen, listen. Here's the thing, Clint. Uh, Travis is driving the whole thing, right? So it's as if we're in the middle of the freeway, and he just says, uh, I'm out. You know, and he just takes off. Uh, I got to... I need a heads up here, Clint. I need a heads love, up. I love it.
3: Well, I'm like glad you guys team. are here. You guys are doing a good job in the mornings. I love that you guys are in this slot. It l- gives us more Sliwa, which we always like. That's no shot on you, Trav, but you've been on in the mornings in a while. But eh. for those of you who d- only know Sliwa after dark, yeah. Sliwa before lunch. It's I mean, just- what, what, what did we do to deserve this, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> um, little- I, I feel bad for everybody. I feel bad <laughs> for everybody. Sliwa before lunch. What's right. going on, Clint?
3: I'm good, man. I'm, hear, I'm hearing y'all talk about the Lakers, and yeah. let me let me ask you this: like, must win to me in the taxonomy of things that we talk about in sports is definitively below elimination game. So, yep. like, an elimination game by default is not a must win. That is obvious. So, yep. like, I, I do think this is a must win on these grounds. Number one. The Suns won the season series. This is not some situation where I think the Suns believe that they have to max out every game in order to, quite frankly, advance past the Lakers. Now, what Lakers fans think about the top side in terms of talent of this team is one thing, but it's not there. I don't think it's there. It's going to be there this series. So when you say, oh, well, the Phoenix Suns couldn't beat the Lakers at their best, that doesn't matter. The Lakers aren't at their best. And if we're analyzing what's happened in this series so far – this makes it a must-win, being honest about what the injury situation is for this team, Travis.
0: You know you know what's interesting to me, too, Clinton, is the fact that the Lakers beat them up towards the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, I think it gave Laker fans, and I'm putting myself firmly in this camp, I think it gave me and other Laker fans a little bit of a false sense of security of, oh, we ah, got these this guys. This is nothing. Right? right. This is a great matchup for us when the fact of the matter is it's the only time they beat them, right? that It was the one time where they looked like they were the better team. They didn't look like the better team in game one. They didn't look like the better team in those games prior to that one. Anthony Davis was not one of the best players on the court. LeBron's numbers were good, but here's the thing. Let's start right here. I think we're kind of blowing past the most important part of all of this, and it's this. It's not Anthony Davis. It's not the ancillary pieces. It's not the supporting cast. LeBron James is the engine to the car. Yeah. We're arguing over the paint. We're arguing over the stereo and the wheels. LeBron is the engine, and the engine can't get out of second gear right now. It's still a good engine, right? It's still going to be good enough to get us onto the road, but we can't pass anybody. Tried, and, and, yeah. just
1: stop, but the engine was good enough. You know what I mean? Was it? it and that's,
0: was it? Yeah. it? Was it was I, I don't think that it was. Did you it, see numbers? It, it was good numbers? enough. Did you it guys was see AD's enough. numbers? I did. And look, AD looked like, you know what? But LeBron, when LeBron is at his best, Mm -hmm. his very best, everyone else's job gets, what, 30% easier?
3: Right, but guys, he's not – And that's the thing. That's what I think the expectation level has to be understood within this team, never mind the fan base. The Suns are good, good. The Suns are not just some team. This is not 2-7 the other way around in which the two seed of the Lakers, if this were real, had a bunch of injuries. The Suns have been consistently solid all season, and the Lakers are the ones trying to climb into the level of consistency that allows them to win in the playoffs. It's not an abject discussion of the overall talent level that possibly exists on the rosters. It's who's going to win game two. And considering what happened in game one, this makes game two extremely must-win for me for the Lakers because all this other stuff doesn't really matter when you're counting wins and losses in one series to start the playoffs.
1: Clint, here's the difference, and this is why I think every single game is so tough to gauge. You can't really gauge anything that happened in the regular season for the Lakers. Yeah. Two of those games they lost to against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis or one of those two weren't there. Even that second game that they won, LeBron was – or that third game that they won, LeBron wasn't there. So it's tough to gauge anything in the regular season. And I get that Phoenix has talent and you got some of these guys. But the reality is – and that was his first playoff game. That was Devin Booker's first playoff game. I think there is part of this as well that's an experience factor and everything else. But, Trav, I'm going to hit on this. You you mentioned LeBron is the engine. I get he's the engine. No question about it. You can't lose the battle of the big man if you're the late. It, no, you're already yeah. going to lose the backcourt. Backcourt, it's Chris Paul and it's Devin Booker. I, if you lose the battle of the big man, how are you going to win the series?
0: All right, real quick. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's the straight talk. Listen carefully. As currently constructed, as the health is currently set up right now, are the Lakers better than the Suns?
3: The answer might be no. Yeah. That's the reality. That's the reality, yeah. Go ahead, Glenn. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that's the reality, and that's something that I think if anybody, Frank Vogel – Has to realize it's not time to start discussing what could happen or what should happen or what would happen. It's time to discuss what will happen, which is you've got to figure out a way to get the paint, the points in the paint up. I think that's a huge part of this element right here. And I also think that you've got to find a way to send some sort of a message to Devin Booker. I'm not saying you take any cheap shots, but there has to be a no. But I mean, there has to be a different defensive intensity on that specific player. Exactly, because he was eating, as the kids like to say on the internet, and that can't happen if you expect to be able to win this game. Never mind the series going forward for the Lakers.
0: Funch, get, grab that cut real quick from KCP. I want I wanted you guys to hear this. I was playing this earlier this morning on Key's show because there there's some sound from KCP talking about what you're talking about, Clinton, that Devin Booker and the way that they defended him, and he thought that he that the Lakers did a pretty good job on him. Take a listen. Here's KCP.
1: I mean, I feel like we we did a we did a great job on on, on Booker. You know, he just made a lot of tough contested twos. Uh, I don't think he had a, a easy shot.
0: Besides, like the one three he had at the top of the key that I can that I, that I can remember, uh,
1: but we made it tough for him. He had to take tough twos. I mean, he he's a great player, an all star. You know, he gonna knock down them shots, some of them shots. Uh, but we just gotta be, you know more more physical. I feel like we wasn't physical enough uh, with him. We gotta be able to like just um, get stops, you know, when we when we need them, you know, you know, not not have him, get him get him a rhythm, you know, uh, to try to take him out of his game as much as possible.
0: Look, you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but Don't wasn't use the word great? <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the word great. Wasn't Devin Booker the guy that was complaining about getting double teamed in summer league games? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't wasn't Devin Booker the guy's like, hey, let's take it, let's make him uncomfortable because clearly he gets uncomfortable. And while the defense may have been great (air quotes), uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him on the floor a couple of times. I wouldn't mind seeing him looking at the referee with that. Are they? Are you going to let them do this to
3: me all night long? Let's try one of those. I don't disagree with that, but I also think this is another situation where psychologically just get in his head a little bit more. You don't have to beat somebody up. Just get meaner. You know, I'm a big proponent of being mean on these microphones, as y'all know very well, of course. all right? We you know, know what I'm saying? Client. Get into his head. Let's say something, to, let, let, not let him think this is going to come some, so easily. And that, I think that's a large part of this. When you're dealing with health, trying to get back to your best form, you're not always who you are when it comes to being an opponent, not just who you're supposed to be for yourself. And I think that's actually what the Lakers are suffering for, from the most. They're not as mean as they could be, even if they're not reaching their own potential on their own side.
1: Glenn, first, let me just throw this out there. Travis is a dirty player, bro. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, this dude, whatever it takes to win, he will find a way to win. Okay, Clint, with, with all that being said, do you think Lakers win tonight or no?
3: I think if this game goes to overtime, the Lakers will win it. I think it's going to be a struggle. I really do. I think the Suns are motivated again. The job the Monty Williams has done this season with that squad is not something that I'm going to scoff at. I think that they're a very good team. They've been consistent. I don't think that that necessarily means they win the series, but I do think it's a must win for the Lakers because you have to believe that you can win the series. You know, And if this is a close game – Okay, you know, that's the so-called no moral victories, but I, I think the Suns are going to pull this one out again. I really do. All right, very quickly,
0: I want to get your thoughts on this. We haven't gotten into it too much, but Slee and I were talking this morning does the stink ever go away from the Astros? Because a lot of the players have left. I know a lot of the key pieces haven't, whether it's Bregman or Altuve, Correa, some of those guys, but the cheating stink that is on those guys, that's on that organization, as time goes by, does it start to dissipate or whoever puts on that gear gets crushed when they go to a new visiting ballpark?
3: I think as time goes by, it starts to dissipate. I think it's as much as about the people in the front office because they had all those other awkward situations where people looked at the Straws and were like, don't really love the way you guys are running anything in this little outfit, you know, and so that's a lot. Large part of it, but I do think it's going to be interesting to see with fans back in the building, what this is going, what this reaction is going to be like. I think there's going to be a sort of cathartic method for a lot of baseball fans they did not get last year because the COVID, you know, pandemic shut down stadiums. This year, people are going to get that out of their systems, and I think that would probably be enough for a lot of folks.
0: Clinton Yates. Clinton, appreciate you checking in. Thank no doubt, Clinton. gentlemen. It, I need
3: a breakfast report next time I'm here. All right, <laughs> understand it. that. I got it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Right
0: on. We'll talk to you soon. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. 877-710-ESPN. Is this a must-win game for them? Is this something that they have to get done tonight or the series is over? That's coming up next. Plus, I want to double back on the most important thing that needs to happen tonight, and it ain't AD. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
1: That's what you got, Morales. Out of everything, that's what you got. Come <laughs> what on. if we did come like on, Chris. Sliwa
0: overnight? First then of all, could,
1: then we could really turn it up. First of all, uh, Murphy bed did not come from Clinton. Chris, do your homework, bro. Do your. Homework. Who did it? That was, I think that was Mason and Ireland. Oh. I think that was. Uh, yeah, it was Mason and Ireland, Ireland. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah with the It'll Chinatown it, it, thing. It, come on, Morales. As long as long as Wake you up a, have a little, little one. bit out there that's all that really matters
0: to me. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and all the guests on the show appear via the Goodyear Hotline 877-710 ESPN. That's the phone number. Uh, let's start with the phone call, Slee. Let's go right to Glendale and Edgar. Edgar, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on?
1: Hey, good morning, guys. Good I think
3: morning, this bud. is a must-win for Yeah, I think this is a must-win for the Lakers cuz they got to tie up the series and take home court advantage. Uh, one of the biggest things, I think Anthony Davis has to be super aggressive, especially against Darius Saric and Jake Crowder, because there's no way to, those two defenders are able to guard Anthony Davis in the paint. You just got to get at least 30 points and at least 10 rebounds This complete the win. Like
0: yeah, yeah sorry, Edgar, your phone's you. breaking up a little we're bit. It, let, let, let's go in. I, I think you're right. I think that Anthony Davis needs to be that guy. I think he needs to be in the paint. I think he needs to play the five. All these things that we've said a, a hundred times, Not they're very, tonight. very important. Not just yeah, tonight, no.
1: Trav. I mean, that that's thats the thing that, you know, I thought you brought this up yesterday and it was a great point. It was, okay, yeah, we get it. Okay, you'll probably show up in game two. Sounds good. But why wouldn't you be showing up four games in a row? Why aren't you doing this on a game-to-game basis? And, and listen, you were making the point with Clinton, and I know we're kind of going back and forth on this one. You were talking about how this is not – you're not looking at Anthony Davis. You're looking at LeBron. Explain to me what you mean by that because I, I, don't, know if I, I don't know if I fully agree with that. So here it is. LeBron James has a unique burden slash
0: responsibility slash opportunity, however you want to characterize it. That's
1: followed it. him his entire career.
0: From the moment LeBron James showed up on the national sports radar, and keep in mind, this is we're talking about a high school kid at this point. From the moment he showed up, LeBron James has carried the burden of, show me, prove it, be the guy, and he's carried it remarkably well. With very, very few exceptions, he has been the guy that has had to carry his team every single night in the biggest games of the year against the very best competition, and when it didn't go right it was his fault when it did go right people would find reasons to explain why what he had just done wasn't that special to begin with no matter what he does there's a certain percentage of people and by the way this includes laker fans that are not satisfied that are not impressed yeah but there's nothing that has followed an athlete more than the yeah but that's followed what's the yeah but with
1: laker fans what do you think it is
0: yeah, but you're not Kobe. Yeah, but you just got here. Yeah, but you're not this. It, it, it's all of those things that Laker fans, and it's not all Laker fans, but there's certainly a subsection of them that feel that way. That they, they, they feel like he's a threat to Kobe's legacy, which he obviously isn't. He's a threat to Michael Jordan's legacy. He's a threat to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's legacy. LeBron James is never going to be that I, guy I cannot in tell this you how
1: much city. I hate that. I cannot tell it, you. I,
0: I, I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of intellectually understand it. I disagree with it, but... Kobe is not threatened by LeBron. Kobe's legacy is secure. 20 years, Lakers, multiple championships, one of the great players of all time, arguably the greatest Laker of all time, full stop. LeBron's not touching that. But LeBron ex-
1: came here in his 16th season.
0: Exactly. exactly. But the point of it all, Slee, isn't mm-hmm. whether or not that's true or not. It's that it exists. Sure. It, it, it's that it's out there. The way that, yeah, you had to go to Miami to get one. Yeah, okay but he was the best player on one of the best teams we've ever seen. Yeah, but, you know, he, uh, uh, and then he he went back to Cleveland. Yeah, and he beat a 73-win team, basically by himself. (laughs) More or less, I know Kyrie was there. And then when he left, it's, oh, well, he's going to go for a retirement. That he's got this burden, and that's why I said what I said to you and Clinton a minute ago, which is this. It's not about Anthony Davis tonight. Anthony Davis needs to be a lot better, duh right? He needs to be a lot better. He needs to be far more aggressive. He needs to be the guy that we've seen before who is one of the better players in the game. It's about LeBron because if LeBron is what he's been the last two games, which by human being standards is pretty good, but by LeBron James standards is just kind of average, then it's not going to happen. LeBron is the engine in this car. The stereo can be right. The paint can be right. The wheels can be right. Everything about it, it it can be whistle clean, right? But if the thing under the hood isn't cranking at full speed, you might be able to get in the race, but you can't win it. You can't win it, and that's LeBron's responsibility. It's a burden that only – nobody looks at Giannis Antetokounmpo and sees what he's doing right now and says, hey, maybe this is when it's on. Yeah, well, yeah, he's pretty good. LeBron is uniquely burdened by win a championship no matter what, with anybody, or you failed. That is an entirely LeBron thing.
1: I, uh, I have a very difficult time with this one because, you know, walking out of the game on Sunday, even after that game against the Golden State Warriors, I was targeting other people, right? I'm, I'm saying to myself, okay, this person's got to do this person. And by the way, there are a lot of times where, you know, we'll we'll talk about LeBron. We'll just say, okay, well, LeBron did what he's supposed to do, so we don't even talk about that triple-double that he had. or the. Right. It, honestly, there's many post-games where I don't even mention LeBron because it just – he – Is so unbelievable. That's what he does. But I have a very, very difficult time, especially coming into this game two, talking about LeBron. I get what you're saying, Trav, and you're right. The standards are so much different. Steph Curry was just eliminated from the playoffs. Didn't even make the playoffs. That's a two-time MVP. Um, James Harden, when he was losing, there was a kind of a conversation was different than it's going to be about LeBron. KD is a conversation different about... There's only one player in the NBA that has a standard of... Did he win the championship or did he not? Uh, Or, okay, yeah, he's made it to the finals uh, ten times, but he's lost six of them. There's always kind of an angle angle on LeBron. Right now, I I think where the Lakers are sitting, when I put all my attention towards Anthony Davis, listen, I'm not here to tell you that these two guys are on the same level because you and I both know that they're not. It's not even worth a conversation. But AD has a responsibility too. He has not lived up to that responsibility. And the LeBron James part, let's just say he's not 100% healthy, and that's probably fair to say, even though nobody's going to say it. LBJ is doing, I, I think, his part in what he can. But man, if 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 the Lakers are losing a big man matchup between Anthony Davis and DeAndre, and we're not talking about, there is no conversation about an NBA championship. AD's got to pull his rope, and he hasn't done it so far.
0: I want to do that. I'm going to do this in 30 seconds or less. Here's the difference between LeBron and everybody else, and this includes Anthony Davis. When Steph, I want to go back to what you said about Steph Curry. When Steph Curry was eliminated, it was a universal chorus of what an amazing job he did to keep that team in it <laughs> for as so long good. as he could. So true. And, and, and he came from a team that lost its second-best player yep. and almost got him into the playoffs. Let's maybe make him the MVP of the league. Okay. <laughs> just just, just so good just flip this for a second yeah if LeBron James let's Did say Anthony Davis goes down for the year if <laughs> LeBron James didn't make the playoffs there would be a line around Staples Center to call him a bum
1: lost that, in a home game to get in in that final game oh I couldn't agree with you more that's a there great would point. be a line around Staples
0: Center to call him a bum and the line would be half filled with Laker fans that's the burden that that dude carries <laughs> That is entirely unique to him. No one else has it. That's why AD can be terrible frequently, and everybody goes, yeah, he's kind of soft, and we keep him moving. Whereas LeBron, he understands that it's on his shoulders 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Bunch of funch. Funches, funches before the breakfast. Bunch, the, uh, b- the
1: lunch bunch.
0: Funny bunches of funches, or whatever it is we have what we're no calling it. what it's called. Still that's no coming idea. up next. Travis Inslee, 710 ESPN.
2: splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely
0: absolutely we're doing that on espn radio which is brought to you by goodyear helping you discover the road ahead goodyear more driven so that's the rhythm we do monday wednesday friday ask Slee, and then Slee on tuesdays and thursdays you get a little bit of of a bunch of a break we do a little whatever we call this segment whatever we i got what
4: do you like the best Funch? i I don't know man i i get 30 people get telling me 30 different titles i get bunches of funches i get the bunch funch i get Eh. the funches before lunch you know something we'll use them all (laughs) all. We'll all. we'll use them all we'll use them all
1: we there got 300,
4: weeks, this, uh, 300 uh, <laughs> weeks in a year or whatever. 300 days.
0: Perfect. What do you got for us? What's number one? All
4: right. So Dennis Domenisch-Schruder was on some f- uh, German fashion show, uh, show or whatever.
0: As one does.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he said he has about 30 to 40 pairs of Kyrie Irving shoes that he uses during the y- duration of the year. And he said he doesn't want to wear it anymore because uh, you remember last time the, the Nets faced the Lakers in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. That's right. Kyrie, Dennis almost got into fisticuffs, both mm-hmm. got ejected. Now if Dennis, you know, if wears a an eleven and a half, he can send those shoes my way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also have some sound from Dennis in German talking about Kyrie Irving. Hit it, Taylor.
2: Yeah, as a very viele shoes for him. Hinter dem Sprinter kannst ganz, ganz du gleich auch Storkel, noch mal den Stapel, ja. Mm. Ca. 30-40 Schuhe, aber uh, den kann ich leider nicht mehr tragen.
1: Ähm...
2: Yeah, <laughs> Okay, okay tell me. you
4: can stop it. You can stop it. Beautiful language, isn't it, guys? Beautiful I mean, language.
1: I, I don't know. I, I, Trav, I know you caught what, what, uh, what he said, but I, that second part, I just disagree with. That. That's all <laughs> yeah. I
4: said. Now, with, that, with all that stuff going on, is there something in your closet that you wouldn't want to wear anymore that you just want to give away, but you just still have it in your closet?
1: First uh, of all, let me, let me just say this. Trav has... I feel like this is directed at me personally. Trav is, is a like- sneakerhead. Okay, so people no, know. No man, jeez. People know. Trav has. He got
4: twenty five thousand dollars Jordans in his, in Travis his, cl- in his closet.
1: Travis has eight hundred pairs of shoes in his. So, he has like a collection. All right. I, um, I'll go. I know. First, I know Jared. what I have in my closet. Uh, that, I that have I need to about
0: two thirds of my wardrobe that I need to get rid of because it has nothing to do with Kyrie Irving and shoes or Jordans or Kobe's or anything like that. I'm not that guy. Uh, it's that it doesn't fit. So that that that's a different reason why. Oh, I need. this see, is good. Th- let me see both of you guys. Let me explain this to the, the listeners here. Yep. Both Slee and Funch are trim. Okay. They're, they're, they're guys that don't carry a lot of extra weight. Yeah, I, that's I, I, radio, I do, buddy. Radio. I, I do not fall into that category. I have a section of the closet that is more aspirational than it is functional. That you know what? If I just stop doing what I'm doing right now, within mm-hmm. a day or two, I could fit back into those
1: jeans with a pair of pants that start with a three. It's not happening. Me, I need me, to throw away all that stuff. Let me tell you something, uh, and this is pretty much everybody, I think. Funches is different. Funches is actually looks like he's in shape, okay? Do not put me in that category, Trav. Don't try to do that. I did, Don't no, try to no be to see, see, Mr. Here's Mr. The thing, nice Steve, Guy here. Okay? I'm not
0: being Mr. Nice Guy. I intentionally did not say in shape. I said trim. Okay, it, there's, there's a difference. I see what you
1: did here. Okay, yeah. so I remember this a couple years back, all right? You know, you get uh, – when I was on the business side, you know, you're trying to, you're pretty much wearing suits uh, every um, every day. You're wearing suits Monday through Friday. Sometimes you got the games or the cases. Trav, I remember getting, you know, certain shoots, uh, certain shirts more fitted. Mm. I'm telling you, big mistake. Those things have been sitting in my closet, <laughs> and I, the only reason why I have not got rid of them is because I have this conversation with myself. Well, listen, this is a good challenge. You drop ten, you get back into those shirts. I haven't worn <sighs> those shoots in a couple of years. What am I yeah. doing? Why are they sitting this- there? the aspirational section. Throw it away. What's number two, Funch?
3: Taylor. Are you serious?
4: All right, guys. Um, Fox Sports, mainly Shannon Sharp, broke the news yesterday on his show that Falcons receiver Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Now, Jones says, right now, I want to win, and if if he's playing with the Falcons, don't know if he's ever going to (laughs) win. Uh... He's the Falcons' all-time leader in receiving yards and receptions, and now everybody in NFL and their mamas are recruiting Jones. Now, De- DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals put out on, on Instagram an old picture of Hopkins, A.J. Green, who just recently signed with the Cardinals, and Julio and at some football division. camp back in the day, way, way back in the day. They looked like they were teenagers. And now, even the Rams, Jalen Ramsey tweeted yesterday, mm. a winning culture... A great city, primetime games, LA's number one football team, etc., etc. It sounds like the Rams should be a place superstars should want to play football. LOL. Blessings. Hashtag. Yes, I'm recruiting. LOL. I want to win. Would Julio work in LA, and if not, what's the best fit for Julio Jones?
1: First of all, Trav, on third serve players. You put them with the right team, especially somebody that at this stage of their career, they just want to win, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the best part about – you see this in the NBA a lot, uh, players as they get towards the end of their career. They'll do whatever it takes to – you know, obviously to win. I know uh, Julio's owed some money. I know he's got still, I think, a couple years left on his contract. Um, hey, listen, if this is coming down to the Cardinals or the Rams or something along those lines, uh, Trav, you don't want to see the Cardinals get another weapon – um but I'll, I'll let you take it from there I, I i think if you could find a way to obviously bring a player of that caliber in you, you find a way to bring him in
0: okay a couple of things going on here number one i agree with the cardinal part of it but the rest of it i'm not so sure julio jones 10 years into this league he's a wide receiver now he's different he's really big and really athletic so he could still make a whole bunch of guys very uncomfortable with his athletic ability even 10 years in um yeah, I I would like to see him come to L.A. But I think what's interesting about that is the pitch that Jalen Ramsey gave him—not necessarily specifically for for Julio Jones, but rather anybody. Do you hear what he said? A winning culture, a great stadium, a great city, and primetime games. Is there a better pitch than that to anybody? I mean, think about what you're looking for. Take money out of it because sometimes money's available over and it's not available over there. The Rams have shown ability to create money when they want to create money. That pitch that he gave to Julio Jones I think is a great pitch for everybody. And, yes, adding him to this team, look, they're, they're going to be really, really good without him. I don't know what it would look like with him. They might not. Uh, they might well, not he's a couple years younger,
1: too, than Deshaun Jackson. So, I mean, mm-hmm. listen. Different you, different
0: you, type of player, though. Deshaun's 100%. just going
1: to try to run by everybody. Julio's a beast. 100%. And Julio is. But I'm saying that even, you know, you said 10 years into his career, he's 32. Deshaun's 34. But that, that, is, that is the pitch, right? The pitch is not. Remember when Lakers were making pitches to – who was it, Lamarcus Aldridge? Yeah, remember back in the days? Yeah, that that's, was in that's when they asked for the duel, right? <laughs> yeah. Would yeah, you mind coming back <laughs> tomorrow? Can we do two that recruiting again? pitches? Two recruiting pitches. <laughs> that was a that was a good pitch, actually. There on uh, on social, Taylor. All right, tonight ABC
4: will be debuting a new two part documentary on Iron Mike Tyson dealing his whole life. Now, the documentary will go in depth with his marriage to Robin Gibbons, the conviction, the jail conviction in the early 90s, and even biting off Vander Holyfield's ear. Guys, what part of Tyson's life are you looking forward to that documentary? You know, and we'll go in depth to.
0: I think for me, it's the early part of the Mike Tyson story, not the Robin Givens component of it. I have less interest in that. I'm talking about when he first kind of showed up on the national radar and he was turning guys' lights out basically every other month. I'd never seen anything like that. I'm not old enough to remember when Muhammad Ali was doing his work. I'm not saying Mike Tyson's the greatest heavyweight of all time, but he captivated people in a way that very few athletes have captivated my generation, that Mike Tyson events were must-see fights. You knew they were going to last about 60 seconds, and you didn't care. Here's my 100 bucks, or 50 or whatever it was at the time. Take my money. I want to see this guy drop someone in 10 seconds. I want to do it. The second half of Mike's life, less interesting to me. I'm not saying I won't watch it, but if I have to pick one portion, it's the rise to the top when he was just knocking everybody out.
1: I like, um, you know, we've we've got a chance to, you know, obviously this won't be the first time there's been a documentary on Mike Tyson or anything along those lines. And Tyson does that podcast now, so you kind of hear more and more about him and his life. I want his, I want the early Mike Tyson, you know, childhood. I want what made Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson. And, and it's a fascinating story, you know, just kind of his upbringing and um why he became the person that he was. And then it's fascinating, too, when he starts telling the story of how he wants his kids to do nothing to do with boxing, that he had to do. This was something he needed to do to kind of get out of the life that he was in. I, I would take early, early Mike Tyson, even before he became a pro and started taking everybody down. One last quick one, Funch. I've been
0: very fortunate to be in this line of work for about 25 years. I've been to Super Bowls, World Series, Final Fours, all this stuff. Uh, five and all... times you've been on the national five show. Five yep, that Keyshawn, yep. okay, Other ones yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I've ever been to that matches the intensity of a Mike Tyson championship wow. fight. Wow, I can't nothing. imagine nothing.
4: Hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to just seeing it, what happened that night where he bit of, a Vander Holyfield's ear. I, I mean, was at what, that fight. you were there. Wow, I really? I was you at sitting that front fight. row. Look at you. I was. You know,
0: so here's the thing. Here's a little quick little story. How much one did you have on Holyfield? Team- <laughs> That's not my deal. <laughs> one of my one of my college teammates went to work for Don King. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he used to put us in the most incredible seats. I was about wow. 6 rows from the ring apron. Wow, <laughs> uh, look man. at it you. Was, it was un- and I had no business being there other than one of my teammates worked for Don King and he would slide me in uh-huh. to really good seats. And I it was Wait, what just happened? And the chaos that ensued after mm. that fight
1: is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. All right, we got to add this um, w- there's certain things we're going to add to your resume. Okay, I just kind of throw in a little Tyson Holyfield. What year was that? 90, Ninety-six, what? right? 96. Yeah. I, the, Let's the, add that the, to the resume right there. The
0: other one that was crazy was when the night that Holyfield kicked his butt. That was. The oh night yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there was just a whole bunch of man, fights.
4: Man, Travis, yeah. I don't think I can look you in the eye anymore, man. Yeah. You're big, big timing. Respect, <laughs> big timing, dude. Respect
0: to Travis. I like to just sprinkle. You forget it in. that.
4: Were you sitting next to Michael Jordan at that fight as well? <laughs>
0: no, I wasn't quite in those <laughs> seats, but I was close, much closer than I ever should have been.
4: <laughs> and that's all I got for you guys.
0: Guy Funches, good stuff, buddy, good stuff. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, everybody always talks, you know, we do the, you know, what's the favorite sporting event you've ever been to, and mm-hmm. the most fun I've ever been to was the SC Texas Rose Bowl. Yeah. Okay, that, that was just bananas Big back time and again, forth. Travis, Jeez. Yeah. Well, the I've seen a I lot of I've Rose heard, Bowl clunkers, too.
1: Well, I, I think I've heard, I want to say Mason and Ireland, one of them have told that story before that that might be the, you know, best sporting event just because of all, I mean, it was literally one of the greatest sporting events of all
0: time. Oh, without question, without mm-hmm. question, the very close second was the night that Tyson lost to Holyfield for the first time. Because mm-hmm. you got to you got to put yourself back in that frame of mind. Mike was invincible. I know he'd lost to Buster Douglas early in his career, but we all just kind of chalk that up to hey, Mike had a bad night because he came back and he looked a lot like Mike again. And all of a sudden, I'll I'll never forget it. It's like it happened yesterday. Ding, ding, ding! Bell rings. Mike does what he does. He races across the ring, throws a flurry of punches. Pap, 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 and usually that's when the opponent was running for the corner or laying on the ground. Ty- Holyfield kind of went, let's go. And you could you could feel the energy bleed off of Mike like, oh, man, I'm going to have to fight this guy. This guy's not scared. Damn. Now what do I do? That's and if Vander kicked his butt. It was unbelievable to see, and it was even more unbelievable to see up close. All right. Lakers have a problem and it's not the problem that you think. That's coming up next, 710 ESPN.